Table Fries is a podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Table Fries. With me today is Sarah. Sarah is part of the business development team, and she does a whole lot of things with sales and training and marketing, particularly with our partner, American Express Global Business Travel. She can tell us about going back and forth to Tampa because Mm -hmm. she just spends an awful lot of time. Welcome, Sarah. So glad you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great. Are you nervous at all? I think I'm more excited. I've never done a podcast or anything where it's just voice, so I want to make sure I can clearly communicate everything. That's great. (laughs) That's fantastic. Is there anything I could do to make you feel more relaxed? No, I love this space, new office, good team. (laughs) I know. We've got a lovely space here to be able to record. Let's talk a little bit about your journey to Lola.com. You started as a wombat, so why don't we talk about how did you end up here at Lola? So when I was thinking about this question, I was like, wow, three years ago is a really long time, especially in the startup world. It feels like an eternity. So a little over three years ago, I was in New York City, and I was doing a yoga teacher training with one of my good friends who's interviewing for a leisure travel company in New York. It sounded amazing. I love traveling. I love being able to work for a company that is small enough so that you have impact. And that's what she was doing. So she kind of gave me this vision of what an opportunity could look like. I got back to Boston, started researching, Mm -hmm. and Lola came up. I was previously working in a sales role before, and my favorite aspect of that was connecting with customers. So Mm -hmm. when I saw the travel consultant role, I was like, this is music to my ears. (laughs) So I applied, I met with the team, Uh and of course fell in love and said I need to work here. So that's how I got to Lola, and it has been a wild journey ever since. It seems like a completely different company from where we are now, which is really exciting. Uh um, Because of course, leisure travel to business is a whole different beast, and look at our office now, it's We have an amazing office, as you know. And and one of the things, if you started as a wombat in the old office three years ago, we were more of a business-to-consumer product. It was a consumer orientation. And about 18 months ago, making the switch to B2B. And it was about 18 months ago that you stopped being a wombat and you started working on the business development team, right? Yeah, so I actually went to the direct sales team before the... (laughs) Amex GBT partnership was signed. So I had that experience with selling to these companies, but we were still so small and we were selling more of a vision. Uh I think it was me and Matt and Mike and Krista. (laughs) And we were out on the street just talking to whoever was traveling for business. So that was really, really fun. Yeah. 
Okay. And then when the Amex GBT relationship was solidified yep. approximately almost a year ago, yeah. you've just been taking that bull by the horns and making that work for the company. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I remember when that was signed, Krista, myself, and my colleague Alex, we joined her. We had no idea what it was going to consist <laughs> of, but we were like, whatever we can do to make it work, let's... Let's go for it. And hundreds of customers later, here I you know. are, super successful. It's so wonderful. Let's ask about a single word that would describe you. You said you thought about this. So what yes. is a single word? So thinking of a word to describe myself and how I view myself, I would say balanced. Mm-hmm. I think something that's really important to me is to feel good in my work, in my personal life. I think all of that just creates a life and it's really important for me to feel balanced mm-hmm. wherever I am and so I like to have that word describe me. That's great. That's a very good word. We've had a lot of tenacious, mm-hmm. um, different kinds of driving, that sort of thing, but yeah. I, I totally agree that you are a very balanced person, that you always have a smile on your face, you're extremely dedicated and I think I told Krista once that you just remind me of a beautiful swan on, <laughs> no, seriously, it's like you're on a beautiful lake and you, you don't see the feet below and you're working your way, but you just make it look so effortless because it doesn't, it, even though there's a lot going on and 9,000 things coming at you, you just make it look so easy. And I, I think it's difficult for people to understand how much work that you are actually doing and yeah. the amount of just business travel that you're doing. Right. You and Alex and Krista back and forth to Tampa. It's wild. It is wild. Which in New Jersey it, too. Yes. Yeah. So Jersey, New York, Tampa. But that's why it's even more important to mm-hmm. stay balanced because you're showing up for this entirely different company that we're obviously a strategic partner with. Mm-hmm. But you have to be fully there, fully present, Mm -hmm. and if you don't feel balanced when you arrive, they can sniff that out and you just don't get as much done as you should. And you're not as successful. Totally. Yeah, and they are very much on your side. The the sales team in Tampa just thinks that you and Alex are the bee's knees. (laughs) Um, Last book that you read, what was the last book? Did you like it? I'm constantly reading right now. It seems like forever, but it's been the last few weeks. It's called Inward by Young Pablo, and so it's a collection of poetry and quotes, and I wish I could read more books than I than I have time for <laughs> or that I actually have, but it's nice because it's right in my room. I can pick it up, read maybe like a few or so, and that kind of sticks with me, and I can then fall asleep without scrolling my phone or watching TV before. It's much better for yes. you, right, without that blue light. <laughs> That's what they say, at least. When you go home at the end of the day, how do you know when you've had a good day? What does a good day look like to you? Is it different than from work? I'm just saying that Monday through Friday, going home from work or coming back from Tampa on a Friday, how do you know it was a good trip? Yeah, that's a hard one because I think that a lot of people will mistake having a good day as, oh, I'm happy, I I feel energized, I'm not super stressed. But that can really be a curtain into like maybe not a productive day. So one thing that um, Krista always tells our team before the day is, you know, look at your meetings and what are the three things that you need to accomplish before you leave? Um, So being able to actually write those down and be like, did I accomplish X, Y, and Z? Yes, great day. No, is there a plan to do that the other day? What held it back? It just keeps us accountable because we are juggling a ton of balls in the air. (laughs) And if you let something go, a week later when it gets brought up, I'm like, oh, right. you know, what what am I going to do now? So being able to have a checklist 
checking them off, that is a good day for me. I'm also, I love writing things down. So Mm -hmm. if I'm able to actually do that, it's also a piece of mind. It's amazing to me how many people in this company write things down and Mm -hmm. like to be able to have a checkbox or have a list that they're actually crossing off so that they feel as though they've accomplished something. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like the person who's already ordering or has already ordered a planner for 2020 (laughs) just because I need that paper, that pen to paper and Mm -hmm. that feeling, like you said, of crossing it off, getting it done. Yes. Yeah, that's great. If you were able to give advice to your 18-year-old self, which isn't that long ago for you, but (laughs) let's just pretend. um, What would you say to your 18-year-old self? I would say just go for it. Just do what you want to do and go all in. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to get in your head and say, oh, maybe when I accomplish this, I should go for it. No, Mm -hmm. just do it when you have the idea, when you feel the passion, and when you're energized to do it. Too often, I think we create all these stories in our head of why we shouldn't and then we don't do it when Mm -hmm. we know we are capable of doing whatever we set our mind to Mm -hmm. so yeah just go for it maybe that's not as eloquent as it should be but it feels good I know know what you're I I understand I I think that when you're 18 years old and maybe you're going to college or maybe you're deciding to do take a gap year or do Mm -hmm. something else we're listening to our fellow senior high school students or we're listening to our parents or we're listening to other people when in reality it's very hard to know what to do on your own. Not yeah. everybody should go to college. Not everybody right. needs to do that. And they don't really have a sense of what else is out there. Yeah. And I feel like in this day and age too, there's so much opportunity uh-huh. and we're able to get information a lot quicker than uh-huh. I feel like we were years ago with uh-huh the internet and different tech companies out there and all of these resources Mm -hmm. we have available to us so Mm -hmm. run with it if you have that passion or idea yeah that's a great one this is the question that always gets people uh your worst job and why (laughs) this is a good one (laughs) it's always food service for the most part although we had jackie glenn who was the uh, chief diversity officer at emc dell and she Mm -hmm. was on what was it a couple of weeks ago and she said she's never had a bad job. She's wow. loved every single job that she's ever had. So I like and, that. Well, I thought that was pretty interesting, too. But yeah. most of us, it, it usually involves some sort of food service debacle. Yeah, mine's a bit different. Oh, I wouldn't good. say it's my worst job because it did teach me a there lot. You go. Right? You so, like, something. you learn something from every situation that you're in. And I think if you spend time doing something, you've obviously had some sort of like or love towards it. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine was actually cleaning bathrooms at a hot yoga studio (laughs) to get free yoga classes in exchange. So I... Good barter. Right? It was a good barter. It taught me that if I want something, I should ask for it because they weren't doing this type of work study there. And I said, hey, can I just clean around here and take classes for free? I was in college. It was my first summer back from school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need this in my life. (laughs) to stay sane at home Mm -hmm. so the one thing that makes me feel a little icky towards it is it was a hot yoga studio so those places are a little nasty a little sticky (laughs) a little sticky (laughs) in the summer in North Carolina very sticky things can get weird things can get weird but you learned that I think that's a very interesting thing right how did you manage, this is a Chelsea question, mm-hmm. how did you uh, pick your career path right now? You said you've been in sales, you've yeah. made this decision to be in sales, you like selling. Mm-hmm. So how did you pick that? I think it stems from the like of connecting with people, of mm-hmm. making connections and 
understanding where people are coming from. I, I like that aspect of it. So I think it's almost the perfect role within this business development partnership where, you know, I'm still coaching the sales team. I'm taking sales calls as well, mm-hmm. but I'm also connecting with this team mm-hmm. that is not only in Tampa, but all across the globe on the vision of Lola and how to best sell and anything mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. dealing with. So. Yeah. I can find this love of connecting with people and prospects and different organizations. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I think I fell into it. That's how I initially found sales. And then it kind of morphed into more of a of a role that... Well, well this is your day job. Yeah. So why don't we talk about your 6 a.m. job uh, <laughs> or, you know, all the, the different kinds of classes that you teach. Why don't you talk a yeah. little bit about that? That's your balance. Yes, that okay. is seriously my balance. It's really nice to have an outlet, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to be creative at work and then also when you leave. Mm-hmm. So I teach a bar three class in Brookline and... Yeah, 6 a.m. is usually when I can commit because I'm like, I know I have an hour to myself where I can (laughs) teach, (laughs) right? And then I can start the rest of my day. And it's a really good energizing way to start the day. And that's also where you can connect with people and you're Mm. constantly like selling yourself and your vision and a class that you've created. And I think that that's also helped me to teach the sales reps here because I mentor some of the instructors at Bar 3 and I've Mm -hmm. used a lot of those tactics that I've learned to mentor some of the sales reps at GBT if they're, you know, unable to handle objections or just role playing Mm -hmm. and everything like that. But you, you taught yoga. Yep. Spinning. I haven't taught spinning. It's just been yoga and bar three. Okay. All right. For some reason, I thought you did a lot of spin classes. Or I do you do, do that for fun. Yeah. Oh, for fun. For fun. Okay. All right. That's pretty exciting. I, for some reason, I thought you did that. You mentioned teaching and mm-hmm. how you use this to be able to teach. And you're training the sales organization mm-hmm. in Tampa and around the globe right now. Do you have a favorite teaching moment? Something that really connected that you said, aha, this was your aha moment? Oof. That's a good one. That's okay. Yeah. You can think know. about it. I'll come, think about come that back, one. Come back to it. Do you have a pet? You do. I know you do. <laughs> yes. So I have been in love with cats. I feel like I identify with cats more than dogs. <laughs> but I don't know how people will take that, but that's that's what I think. And Sometimes people are cat people. Sometimes right? they're dog people. Sometimes they're cat and dog people. I know. So, I feel like know, I whatever. Could, You're a cat person. I could dabble with both, but there <laughs> is a breed of cats called Scottish Folds. They're oh. adorable. Really? Yes. And they don't have cartilage in their ears. So that's why they're called Scottish Folds. So their ears fold down. Oh. Yes, they are so sweet. And their demeanor, they also want to be around people all the time. So they need a lot of love and attention. Wow. And so, yeah, I have What's your a cat's cat? name? Maya. Maya. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how long did it take before you... you clearly research the cat yes <laughs> and how long did it take you to get the cat once you identified so what you wanted when i was ready i started searching and then it was within a week it was really fast oh, yes talk about adoption i right? know that was a quickie <laughs> but taylor swift and ed sheeran also have the same cat so it's oh. become kind of trendy it's a trendy it's cat. a trendy cat <laughs> there you go There's a, so you got some who would you most like to have dinner with I would most like to have dinner with my mom's mom, my grandma. Oh, really? She has the most incredible stories. She spent most of her childhood and her teen years in China. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she 
would write a ton, a ton of times. So I'm able to really understand her stories now. It's funny because when I look back at it when I was little and spending a lot of time with her, she's not with us now, but she would tell all of these amazing stories and my memory is terrible, Uh right? So I go back and I I ask my mom and we reminisce about it, but I would love to just sit down with her and – be able to hear them firthand or write them down myself or right. record or, or just record, yeah. or do a podcast, right, yes, with her. Yeah. But, yeah, she is a huge feminist, created a lot of change for her community in New Jersey, very outspoken, very – I mean, she. there's so many words that I could describe her, but I would love to be able to have dinner with her and really just embrace her story, her knowledge, everything. At this point. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Most embarrassing moment? Hate to ask this question. You're right? Like, I know. You don't have to answer it. It's okay. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. I'm sure I've had a ton, but I probably just blocked them out. That's okay. It's that <laughs> selective memory. It's selective memory. It works really, really well. Do you have a question for me? Is there anything I can answer for you? I would love to know something in terms of this podcast, right? Like, what has been the most interesting thing that you've learned from interviewing all of the women here? Mm-hmm. It's remarkable how many of the women are a little bit intimidated by coming in. You know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a nervousness. That was the question that totally. I asked you because you've never done this before. And I want the team members to be able to overcome that because everyone has a great story. Mm-hmm. And the questions that we're asking, I'm asking, they're consistent throughout all the interviews because I want people to realize that they have a great story. Mm-hmm. And I want them to feel comfortable in telling their story. And so much of it is personal. When you're presenting even something of a business nature, you want to be able to bring it down to your basics of who you are as an individual and what you're bringing to your particular presentation. So what I'm finding amongst everybody is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Everyone is so interesting to be able to learn. Even though you're asking the same questions, the answers are always different. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever had the same answer before, and I find it fascinating, and I also find it a great way for everyone in the organization to learn about one another. Yeah, and I'm really appreciative of you, too, because you also prompt a lot of public speaking wisdom, and you give people the chance to do it. Why? I want them to. Right? Because people, it's, I mean, even myself, I'm speaking for myself and the collective, but it's hard. And it's hard because a lot of times we don't have the opportunity to practice it or to put ourselves out there, so... It's a big thing. It's your brand. It's who Mm -hmm. you are and what you're able to do. So Des, um, who is our producer today on the show, (laughs) was invited to be able to speak at something. And he sent me a note and said, you're probably better suited for this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You Mm -hmm. are. You do it. You were asked. You need to do it. And I want people to be able to speak. The more comfortable you feel about speaking, the more you can talk about not just Lola, but yourself and your connection to the company. Right. That's so true. Okay. Thank you. Of Thanks course. so much for being here, Sarah. Thank it was you. great to have you. Really appreciate You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.